0: To another fun filled edition of Second City Sports. We're live in are on this cold and frigid Monday right here on Sports Soul Chicago, along with Miss LaKeene McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow your Shirley on the Twitter X and the IG SCK80. Once again, k 80 that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You
1: can find my Kenny McGee on the Twitter X and I can't again, the IG.
0: Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, X, Instagram, and YouTube. Please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our podcast at War Media Podcast. That's W A R R Media P O D C A S T S. We are on all social media platforms, including the iHeartRadio app and Almost all podcast platforms. Rather, oh, I cannot speak today. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like Darnell Mooney. Oops, I did it. We'll. Real- Get into that in a minute. Uh, speaking of speaking of War Media, you can follow us on all social media platforms platforms at W A R R Media. That's on Facebook, Twitter, X, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, that's at War Media, W A R R Media on Facebook, Twitter, X, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much for the for your support,
1: like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Well, on the fun
0: and we have very definite opinions. If you have any definite opinions, do not to our extravagance We call it a Sports Talk Radio Show. You can always find us at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in those questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But you've decided to troll and don't do something silly, dumb, or stupid. I've given Lakina the full power to give you fools to be and be a beat. Chittles. But before I begin, we must remind you you can catch Sports Zone Chicago live and in the living color, Right, especially right now, right now on Roku TV. That's right, so celebrate with the squad and get with the program. SportsZone Chicago is now available on Roku TV. If you already have a Roku television, just tap on that sports folder and download that Zone Chicago app. If you don't have a Roku television, but you have some handheld devices laying around, iPhone, iPad, iTouch, your Chromebook, or your PC, just hit up the Google Play Store and download that Roku TV app and access Sports SportsZone Chicago through that avenue. So no more excuses. Celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Zone Chicago is now available on Roku TV. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Live and on demand.
1: Anytime, anywhere.
0: And you know
1: we will provide. And we will be providing with you here on Second City Sports. Of course, we'll talk about the rest of the Week 15 slate in the NFL. Plus, of course, the Bulls lost a tough one to the Heat, winning that little two-gamer and you know the rest of the NBA, some college, uh, some uh. Gr- Interesting as uh, thoroughly finishes for some of those uh, the top games from over the weekend. But first,
2: Flacco on first down over the middle and it's oh. intercepted. Off the deflection, it's Tremaine Edmonds. Edmonds on the move. Flacco trying to make the stop. He can't do it, and Edmonds is in with a pick six.
0: I want to see the backers make this play all the way. watch him. It's Edwards with the hit. Ha- Edmonds with the.
2: Pick and then he's gone down the sideline. Flacco almost had him.
0: Ford runs after him.
2: With a concussion. All right, Laura, Thanks so much on second down. Looking for a little running room and finding it is Bayless Jones Jr. Flacco under pressure. There's Sweat, He's got him. Versus pressure. Third and eight. That pressure up the middle in trouble and down he goes.
0: DeMarcus Walker got to him for the sack. He almost lost that football.
2: Blacko, off got of him. looking over the middle, and it's intercepted! Oh. Picked off by Tyreek Stevenson! He gets it right back for the Bears! And Stevenson, all the way to the 35, his second interception of the year. A seam route right here by Najoku, and he's got to hold the safety. He held the safety there, but he couldn't account for Stevenson. The overlap or dividing corner, he played both seams. He kind of... Facing a four-man rush. Pressure comes. Sweat's got him again.
0: 25 seconds to play. Down three. Fields setting up. Toss to the sideline. Scott tiptoes through two defenders. And Scott up the sidelines.
1: Some of those highlights were from uh well the, little, the 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 highlights I guess you say, are from the big fox never that was Kevin Kevin Kruger and Mark Sanchez and his hair with the call. Um uh, I don't know I don't what I don't know what he's doing with his hair, really, believe it. Don't, don't ask, but uh that was you know, a, a tough one for the Bears as they lose to the Browns 20 to 17. Um Joe Flock. Um, you know, who was literally, you know, he said this, you know, he was literally on his couch about a month ago, um, after, you know, had a slow, had a, somewhat a slow start, of course, you know, he had a, uh, three interceptions, was really able to bounce back from that, you know, he was also sacked four times, defense got him pretty good, but he did throw for 374 yards and two TDs, I'll get to the stats on that in a second, on the flip side, Justin Fields threw two interceptions himself, only threw for three, 100, 168 yards and a TD, um, it was a couple of big plays late for the defense. You know, the defense actually did a really solid job. Montez went, had a couple of sacks, but unfortunately they just couldn't make the plays we needed to. And we'll make, we'll, I'll, 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 we'll play that play that, uh, you know, that's being played all over the place. But here's the thing though. And I, I said, we talked about this before we went on. They were up 14, the Bears were, but here's the, I, are, but I, but they were up like 10, I should say, but. I already knew they were going to somehow lose it. I knew they were going to lose it. I knew they are like, look, something's going to happen, something weird. But I'll let you have the floor. Sitting. What do you think about this? What did you think about this game, first of all?
0: What did we say were our keys to the game on Friday? One, they had to have two or more turnovers for them to win. They got three interceptions. So I'm happy with that. Number two, they had to run the ball with some consistency. They had, the Bears had a total of 88 rushing yards as a team. Justin Fields had 30 of them by, by himself. Take away the 30 yards of rushing for Justin Fields. You had 58 yards among your three running backs. Roshan Johnson had the longest run with 22. Your rushing offense was terrible. Number three, I said this on Jonathan Hood, uh, host of the ESPN Chicago morning show with David Kaplan. He posted up on his Instagram yesterday. Uh, he said, "Give us your thoughts on why the Bears lost yesterday." I, I said it on he, on there. I'll say it on here. This Bears coaching staff coached not to lose instead of coaching to win. Let me repeat that one more time for the folks in the back. This Bears coaching staff coached not to lose yesterday instead of coaching to win. Here's the difference: coaching not to lose, you play everything conservative. You want to be careful. You don't take too many chances. When you coach to win. Obviously, you be smart and take your chances. You be aggressive. You set the tone. You make the other teams follow your tempo, your tempo, and your game plan. The Bears did two out of those three things right. And Lakina, I know people weren't going to bag on Justin Fields. Uh those uh, interceptions were costly. Uh, it didn't happen. It shouldn't have happened. I'm correct. You're be correct on that second part, it shouldn't have happened. And at the end of that first half. Why didn't you go for the field goal instead of letting Justin Fields throw a Hail Mary? That, I, I saw that live on Red Zone, and it infuriated me. You got Carol Santos, who's been kicking very well for you ever since he's put on a Bears uniform these last few years. Why didn't you let him uh, try a field goal at the end of that first half? Unless you know something I don't, Laquina, like, uh, the, the conditions weren't that great in Cleveland yesterday. I know it was raining before the game, but once the game started, it was okay. I didn't hear any Halloween wins coming off uh, Lake Erie yesterday. Cal Central should have been given an opportunity to try a field goal. That's why I say coaching to lose instead of coaching to win. If that wasn't a perfect example of that yesterday, I don't know what was.
1: I think if if if, if San Francisco's had went for, went for it, they had went for the field. Well, I think it would be like what the fifty-three or fifty-four yarder. I think his uh I think that's around, round that, that kinda um, you know among like the hit his longest. So maybe they didn't want to take any chance. Maybe there was a little bit of a slight win there because it did stop raining as the game went on. Then I just say that here, uh teams that entered today entered yesterday, I should say, were 97, 3 and 1 when their defense had three plus interceptions and at least four sacks. The Bears became lost number four. So here we go. Yeah, you know, the Bears making this history for all the wrong reasons, and and look, you know the defense. Like I said, defense, you know, were, you know that they you know, they were the reason why they lost. But at the same time, though, they did give us some big plays. So not saying that this is the defense fault, but I and I feel I feel like you know they're not a complete team. Yes, yes, um. Yes, we talked about Montez when how big of a pickup piece that you know, he's been for the Bears. We know Tyreek Stevenson, you know, he's been very solid. TJ Edwards had an interception. Demarcus Walker's been mm-hmm. really good for the Bears. A. Jackson has had his first interception the first time. they think for like, what, three or four years? But, <laughs> uh, again, but, well, well, literally, I mean, you know, Risker and then Johnson. But who was supposed to have gone? Look, we, we talked about this guy. He would be a factor as, you know, the, and look, you know, David Njoku, the the rookie, and of course, sure enough, they gave with a the big play that's that game-winning uh, TDs, you know, for the Browns. Mm-hmm. So they and Amari Cooper had a couple of big uh, catches as well. So uh, they were they didn't like play a complete, you know, they weren't the reason why they lost. Talk about the Bears' defense, but they could have clinched the game for them, especially when the offenses, you know, were struggling. But I digress. I mean, but look, Joe Flacco got a nice little uh, bonus. He gets what seventy-five grand with, with every win, so he got those seventy-five mm-hmm. grand. So he's pretty. <laughs>
0: Yeah, after taxes, I'm sure it's about around 45 to 50 k. That's still not bad at all. You're listening to Second City Sports on the Monday edition. We're live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago as we're discussing the Bears' 2017 loss to the Cleveland Browns in the state of Ohio from yesterday. LaQuina, here's the thing about that Bears secondary. I didn't think they had that bad enough of a game except for those big plays you mentioned, which led to the last two touchdown two touchdown drives of the game for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, David Njoku, which turned out to be the game winner. But I want to discuss the the Amari Cooper touchdown. Jaquan Brisker, who I thought had a uh, game, he took the bad angle when Cooper broke away from his tag. I I think Jaquan was trying to go for the big hit or what have you. Amari Cooper Mm -hmm. just slipped through there and ran down the sidelines and ran all the way down for a touchdown. As you mentioned, Tyreek Stevenson, he had a hell of a game yesterday. And, And being a rookie... Uh, uh, playing in the NFL, as we said before the season started, you're going to have ups and ups and downs. So it looks like he's starting to trend upwards. I, I, that's what I like. But I want to go back to this offense, Lakina,
2: mm-hmm. And we
0: talked about Justin Fields. Uh, he didn't have a great game yesterday, but especially those two interceptions, uh, that, and I'm, I'm mad about the first one because that was a uh, Matt Ibovalos' call as far as going mm-hmm. forward uh, in the first 7-7, seven, seven, uh, having a, a decent field goal try. And I don't know if you caught the comments of DJ Moore, the wide receiver, after the game, Lakina. But I'm just paraphrasing here. He said, "And we got people who are better than the than these quarterbacks that are projected to come out of next year's draft. If that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what what is." As we said, all he sat here and, and trying to preach to y'all all season long. You can say what you want by Justin Fields. Yes, he needs to protect the ball better. Yes, he needs to get the ball out quicker, which he has been doing. Uh, for the most part, ever since he returned from his injury. But the play calling and just some of the things that they want the bear, the players to execute, uh, this coaching staff uh, gets a big fat F for me, especially offensive coordinator Luke Getsey. That game yesterday was uh, was uh, definitely on the coaching staff, period, hands down. And I don't know, I, I don't care how the Bears finish up this season. If even if he stays, Luke Getze should go no no it's ands or buts about it the bears can score 40 points the next three games i believe they had three three games remaining so mm-hmm. they can score 40 points each of the next three games guess he should be gone and as i said before this Bears coaching staff coached not to lose yesterday instead of coaching to win and that's not uh an indictment of this coaching staff not to be uh not to be here next year i don't know what it is lakina
1: well, I, look, I mean, that, that whole Najoku play, I think that kind of, I should have sealed it. I mean, look, you know, Irifluz is a DC too. So it, it's sort of, uh, you know, it's kind of maddening that you left, you left him open. And I don't know who was supposed to have been over there, but, uh, you know, it was just a bad, you know, bad, you know, bad showing by that. And, and look, I, I feel like at this point, the Bears, I don't. Ryan Paul said, oh, we're almost there to be an elite. You're not even that mediocre yet. I mean, you're, you're, you're going from like step one all the way to step like nine or ten, and you can't do that, especially in the NFL. I know we've seen teams, you know, come out of nowhere, and you know, they win like two games, you know, one year, and win like 11 or 12, and end up going to the playoffs and win the division. But you're not there yet. And look, we'll have, you know, play a time to talk about it as the offseason goes, but i will be interesting to see if. You know, Kevin Warren, who apparently wants to have more of a say in the football side of stuff. We'll see if he'll have a say, on, look, you know, we need to get rid of Eberfus or at least get rid of Getzy. So for me, I think this is good. This is going to get you know interesting because, look, I would be surprised if they lose one of these next two games. I know they have Arizona uh, this Sunday, then they have next day, they have Atlanta and then they finish up against Green Bay. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, the Green Bay game aside, I wouldn't be surprised they lose one of those next two. Because I don't trust this team. This team has shown time and time again that, you know, from the Broncos loss, the Lions, the first uh, in that first Lions game Mm -hmm. to this, you know, and then the Saints. And and let's be honest. I mean, the Bears, some of the Bears wins have been against mediocre quarterbacks. So let's not say that they've been world beaters themselves. So, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not there yet.
0: And I know we got to break for the bottom of the hour, and we'll have more when we return. And plus, the recap from yesterday's Week 15 action. But Laquino, on some of those run calls yesterday, what were we doing calling pitch outs? Remember that didn't work on fourth and two last week against the Lions with DJ Moore. Why are we still calling pitch outs? Can we call running back sweeps?
1: Can mm-hmm. we do that? Don't oh, I think I think. we— maybe it's just me. me. I don't know. And you can tell DJ Moore, you know, the angle was bothering him. You know, you, you can tell mm-hmm. that he wasn't at 100%. So, uh, you know, but, yeah, we'll take a really quick break, of course. We're going to uh, come right back. Uh, uh, you know, we'll recap all the games, including a very thrilling game in the AFC South, oddly enough. And are the Bills a very dangerous team? Hmm, you yeah, know, we'll see. Yeah, we, we'll talk about that a whole lot more coming up next. we McGee, City Browns, second seed sports on on Chicago. More NFL Week 15 talk, studs and duds, coming up right after this.
2: This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class these colored pencils too these new socks they can be a real lifesaver <sighs> i finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom <laughs> Trish is having a sleepover tonight, can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink, and alcohol at your age can lead to so many things, none of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, No, thanks. Not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom.
0: They really do hear you.
2: Did you pack your toothbrush?
0: For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and
1: Mental Health Services Administration.
2: Dr. and I to Sean and by in the morning.
0: Fields. Chase by Garrett flushed.
2: Looking. Sets up. Throwing deep. Hail Mary end zone, deflected, tipped, and intercepted,
0: almost caught, and then a deflection into the hands of DeAnthony Bell, Darnell Mooney, achingly close to a game winner, and instead the Browns
1: survive. Once again, that last play was courtesy of the Big Fox Network. Welcome back to Second City Sports. I'm Sports of Chicago with like Keenan McGee, Sydney Brown with you. You can follow that Katie McGee on the Twitter, X I like can't again the IG. You can follow your Shirley,
0: Sydney Brown on the Twitter, X, and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKID80. SIDKID80. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app. And we have less than 85 minutes left of this extra. against what we call it a Sports Talk Radio Show. You can always find us at sports on Chicago's Facebook page or at sports on Chicago YouTube type in those questions and comments in the comment section the kingdom will get the up on the screen for you
1: all right let's talk about the rest of the week 15 slates let's start with the Saturday games uh of course get those out the <laughs> way uh the Bengals beat the uh the Vikings he'll you know, come back from 14 down to beat them 27 24 uh, Jake Browning continues to impress 324 yards and two TDs, all overcame an early interception. Nick Mullins, who got the start from Josh Dobbs, he had 300 through 303 yards, two TDs, and two interceptions. Um, Ty Chandler, uh, had a 132 rushing yards and a TD for um Minnesota. Joe Mixon, 47 rushing yards and a tell and a TD. But you know, Minnesota, this could be one of those games where they had the game won, they should have won this game. They made some very questionable decisions. Uh, this could be the kind of game that comes at the, Bi- the Vikings in the butt, especially if it comes down to tiebreakers in the playoffs for the playoff slate.
0: Yeah, I think this I think this would be the game that will keep the Vikings out of the playoffs. Like you mentioned about Nick Mullins, he started off hot. Actually, the, Beng- the they had the Bengals down uh, 14 to 3, uh, sorry, uh, 17 to uh, 24 to uh, 3, I believe it was, uh, in that third quarter. Of course, the Bengals offense turned it up in that fourth quarter, scoring 21 points. But Laquino, on the flip side for Cincinnati, you talk about Jake Browning, and all started a couple weeks ago on Monday Night Football, uh, having that upset win at Jacksonville. Of course, it continued last week against the Indianapolis Colts, and you saw what he did in that in the fourth quarter in overtime in the win last Saturday against Minnesota. I'm not going to sit here and say he's Kurt Warner 3.0, but he's sure as hell playing like it. And as we said, I said before, I'll say it again. You talk about Joe Mixon's running uh, rushing yards. I know there's nothing to write home about, but they have rookie Chase Brown out of the University of Illinois, who's uh, becoming that one-two punch. And should Cincinnati get in the playoffs? I don't think that's a team that many teams in the AOC want to face.
1: We'll see, I mean, like, here's the thing. I mean, now now people got video on you now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Browning, the mm-hmm. they're surprised. But they've got about three weeks worth of video on him now. So, uh, yeah, I think the rest of their schedule, and they got a pre-schedule finishing up. So, uh, yeah, it might get a little tougher for the Bengals. So we'll have to wait and see there now. Um, the Colts uh, Colts beat the Steelers easily, 30 to 13. Gardner Minshew threw for 215 yards and three TDs. Trey Sermon had uh, 88 uh, rushing yards. Uh, on the flip side, Mitch Trubisky saw that we saw a little bit of the old Mitch Trubisky from here in Chicago, 169 yards and two interceptions. Um, you know, Mason Rudolph will be the starter for the rest <laughs> of the season. That that news came up, came up down to uh, across the wires about an hour ago. So, uh, yeah, uh, the Colts got a much needed win after a couple of hiccups, so they're now 8-6, and and they're right there in the playoff chase.
0: Yeah, the Colts did what they had to do to win the game, and you mentioned Gardner Minshew. This was a big-time performance for him to prove that he's a a capable backup quarterback in this league, you mentioned, with the three touchdowns. But on the flip side for the Steelers, they have a defense. uh, We all know they're led by T.J. Watt, but their offense has disappeared. It goes deeper than just not having their starting quarterback. What happened to Jalen Warren? What happened to Najee Harris, the one-two running back tandem? They just—they have, You haven't seen them with a big impact game in the last three, four weeks. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, and it's not Matt Cannon's fault, though, so for people that were all serious, blaming him. I guess, you know, we're seeing now that uh, maybe that wasn't the case. Uh, you know, here, probably, you know, this one, the Saturday night uh, slate here, no big surprise. You, you, we all said Detroit was going to, you know, not be very in a very good mood after to the Bears last week, and boy, did they they, they hammer the uh, the Broncos 42-17. Jared Goff threw for 278 yards and five TDs. Jameer Gibbs rush for 100 yards. On the flip side, uh, for uh, Russell Wilson, the Broncos couldn't get it going on offense. You know, 223 uh, uh, passing yards and a and a TD for. Uh, for Wilson, uh, just not a just not a good showing for the Broncos. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, I think the Lions just wanted to kind of get that bad taste that the Bears lost out of their mouths. And, boy, did they.
0: Yeah, they played like it, too. Uh, one of the things that Detroit got back to doing was running the football. Jameer Gibbs had 11 carries for 100 yards and a touchdown. David McGorm- Montgomery ran the ball hard as well for the Lions. Amaranth St. Brown was the man of the hour for, for the Lions. Seven catches, 112 yards in the Florida, to flip it to the end zone before his only touchdown. Lakina, that Lions offense looked great uh, against a very good young and hungry Broncos defense, I must say. And we talked about this all year long. With Jared Goff, when he doesn't commit any turnovers, the Lions offense is a top-five offense statistically in the National Football League. When Goff turns it over more than once, uh, it's disastrous. The Alliance took care of the football, and they set the tone with 21 unanswered points in that second quarter, which let them um, cruise to that easy victory at home.
1: Definitely what the doctor ordered. there. now going mm-hmm. to yesterday's game Sunday. Uh, let's just get this score out the way. Uh, the Dolphins uh, easily, um, you know, shut out the chest <laughs> 30 to nothing to, uh, had 224 yards and a TD, uh, Raheem Mostert had two TDs. He's arrived there with Christian McCaffrey. We'll talk about him in a, in a little bit, uh, for the league and league, league and TDs and, uh, um, Jalen Jalen Waddle had 142 uh, receiving yards in the TD. The Jets just couldn't get it going uh, anywhere. And uh Zach Wilson, you know, he, apparently he didn't have a concussion, but he didn't have a head injury. Uh Trevor Sabian came in, struggled, you know, two interceptions. And uh yeah, we can just skipped this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the Dolphins didn't miss didn't miss Tyreek Hill that stud wide receiver. You mentioned the Dolphins set the tone in that first half with the they're rushing to attack. And did you see uh, the Dolphins' owner, Jeremy Ross, Jeremy Ross trying to do the waddle dance, him and his wife in the owner's bo- box? I thought that was kind yeah. of <laughs> hilarious for like two seconds. But uh, the Dolphins are in full control. We think of the AFC East race. We'll get to their, um, their trailing team later. But uh, the Dolphins did what they had to do the Jets. Their season's done. And I know some people still want to talk about Aaron Rodgers could be cl- cleared to play next week. Why are you playing him? It hasn't been three full months yet since his Achilles injury, and why are you playing him now since you're officially eliminated for the playoff race? Dumb.
1: Just, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I guess I try to play with everybody's psyche. I guess with that one. Um, going up to Lambeau Field in Green Bay. Uh, the box, Uh, I don't want to say mild upset, but uh, you know, but I, I guess you could say it was a little bit of upset. Thirty-four to twenty. Over the Packers, uh, Baker Mayfield had four TDs, uh, despite this, despite being sacked five times. So, they did get so though the defense for the Packers did get their uh, did get their, their licks into him, but he was able to bounce, bounce back from that. He became the first uh, visiting QB ever with a perfect passer rating, uh, because of that, and um. You know, just a a really solid shot. Probably the best that you know the Bucks have you know, have you know have played in the last couple of weeks. Rashad White had 89 rushing yards. Uh, on the flip side, for uh, Green Bay, uh, two TDs uh, and 284 yards uh, from Jordan Love. Um, Aaron Jones, you know, struggled you know, only 53 rushing yards. <laughs> but just could the defense, you know, despite you know sacking Bayfield five times, they couldn't they couldn't get, keep him out of the end zone.
0: Yeah, you mentioned with that Green Bay rushing attack with Aaron Jones. Uh, they struggled as a team running the ball yesterday, talking about Green Bay. But the Buccaneers were aggressive. Uh, they attacked that Packers secondary. And it was not a mistake that Baker Mayfield threw for close to 400 yards and four touchdowns. I uh, know Mike Evans, not the actor from good times, but Mike Evans, the star wide receiver for the Bucs. He didn't have the world's greatest numbers, but he had an important touchdown catch early in the game. You mentioned with Char Wright, it was about that running attack as well. He had 21 carries for 89 yards. Chris Godwin uh, was the man for Tampa Bay with 10 catches for over 155 yards. The Buccaneers were aggressive, and when they had to make the big plays offensively to keep that clock moving, they did it.
1: And uh, yeah, and they now they have the edge in the, in the uh, NFC South right now because Atlanta was upset by Carolina nine to seven. No, that's not a typo, folks. Uh, this was not a you know I would say a. This is even good 1980s football, I guess. Uh Bryce, uh, you know, Bryce Young only 167 <laughs> yards. Uh, and Desmond Rude on the flip side had a TD, but it was three field goals, three field goals off uh, for Carolina. And uh it's it's just mm, I I you know it just just uh, I whoever, you know, Eddie Pierre three field goals, he will you, know, you know, propelled him to that win. And uh I I, I, I got nothing for this because it was just like, what the heck? <laughs>
0: I know there was a big rainstorm that came through the East Coast and through the Carolinas over the weekend, so that's that's mm-hmm. why you saw the crowd there at the, at, in Charlotte. There, there was a lot of empty seats. Did you know? Looking, like, you know, I saw this yesterday before the game. The lowest ticket price at that stadium was four dollars.
1: Four dollars and like fifty cents. Four dollars. Like
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> Even preseason games tickets are not that low. But uh, like you said, this this uh, game set football back a uh, hundred years, and I didn't even turn to this game via this computer screen and all. The only clips I saw was on NFL Red Zone. And uh, the Falcons had a golden opportunity to stay atop of the uh, NFC South race with this loss. it drops them to third now, and I don't know if they'll have enough time to recover to make uh, to get into the playoffs. I, I just don't see it. This loss is going to haunt them for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, that's a. Bad loss, you know, a bad time for a really bad loss. Um, uh, but now uh, but a good time for a team that they got the one that they really needed, and that is the Chiefs. They beat uh the Patriots pulling away from them 27-10. Now it did get a little bit the you know, dicey for a for a while, but you know, Pat Mahomes threw 305 yards, two TDs, but also two interceptions. Bailey Zapp on the flip side had a hundred for 180 yards in the TD and an interception. But it was really the defense for the the, the Chiefs that kind of propelled them and you know, what's interesting here is that, you know, you thought that maybe, you know, when the Patriots scored that TD, you know, halfway through the, the, the second quarter, you thought, oh dear. oh, dear, here we go again. But to, to the Chiefs credit, they were able to settle down. They uh, made the plays that they needed to, uh, to, to pull away.
0: I watched the majority of this game live via this computer screen. And you, when you watch Patrick Mahomes, something still isn't right about uh, Mr. Mahomes, the former MVP. I don't know what it is we talked about be having a new offensive coordinator. You're talking about, uh, not, we're talking about not having enough weapons, but just something isn't right there. I know Isaiah Pacheco, their star running back, was out yesterday, but just something isn't right with Patrick Mahomes and, and the rest of that uh, offense. But Travis Kelsey, he didn't have a great game yesterday. I know he got dinged up. but I know his boo was there yesterday, and Taylor Swift sent up high in the sky box, but. You know, Rasheed Rice had a great game with nine catches, 91 yards, and a score. Carl, uh, Sorry, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, he had a, a good enough game yesterday. He had a, re, uh, a receiving touchdown, which was a great catch in the back of that end zone there. He helped me out on my fantasy team as I had to replace Tyreek Hill. But I digress. But uh, if the Chiefs weren't playing the Patriots, they probably would have lost this game yesterday.
1: Yeah, they would have, and I, and I yeah, they, they played, like Miami. And they had done this, this they probably would have lost. So, uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I like I said, they were playing the Patriots. Um, I felt that, I knew it was going to happen. This next game down the uh, down in New Orleans, uh, the, the Saints beat the uh, the Giants. No trouble with them, twenty four to six. You know, Derek Carr probably his best game. Uh, Derek Carr probably had his best game this season. Two hundred eighteen yards and, and uh, three TDs. Was only sacked once. Uh, he, you know, the, you know, the old line was able to keep him up around the play side for time with Um Seven sacks because couldn't get going on offense. Look, I, look, I said that that Saints defense was gonna, uh, you know, look was gonna, you know, knock him back into reality, and that's exactly what happened. They were doing the uh, the celebration, uh, the little I don't know what the, still, I still still don't know what the heck this is uh, that, that that he did he does, but uh, you know, to know uh <laughs> passing out, uh had three of those seven interceptions and just uh, you know trying to keep pace with uh the Bucks in that uh, NFC South.
0: Yeah, the New York Giants couldn't get anything going offensively. Uh, the offensive line was terrible. Saquon Barkley couldn't uh, get his game going because, like you said, DeVito was getting sacked a whole bunch of times. But on the flip side for New Orleans, Alvin Al- Kamara had a, had a great game for New Orleans, 60 carries, 66 yards. And you mentioned with Derek Carr, he was very proficient. And so I thought that that was what was going to happen when we picked these games on last Friday. I thought the Saints were going to do something like this to the New York. Excuse me, to the New York Giants. I didn't think the Giants would come out of there with six points, but I thought the Saints would do just enough to win. That's exactly what what they did last week against a much worse team uh, than uh, in Carolina. Uh, they took care of business yesterday uh, by uh, dominating the Giants.
1: And, you know, stay right there with the Bucks for the NFC South. Now, probably the game of – well, among the noon games, at least. Shout out to our buddy Spiral Davis who had a call of this one. It ended up being a great one. Uh, the Texans beat the the Titans who were wearing the old Oilers, Houston Oilers uniforms, 19-16 uh, in overtime. It was back and forth. It was just a – you thought that maybe this could be a tie, but then, you know, Devin Singletary thought he, you know, he ran for the game with touchdown. No, it got called back because of a holding penalty. And then <laughs> – yeah, just a, little, just a lot of weird, you know, crazy catches and a lot little, little of weirdness going on. And uh, coming me uh, Farah uh, forty-seven yard field goal uh, with about I think they were like that was about like third, like it was as time expired, so he had he had missed it. That would this would have been a tie, but they did get the win mm-hmm. without uh, CJ Stroud and uh, Case Keenum threw for two hundred twenty-nine yards in the TD. Uh, made some big plays. I uh, will Levis us uh, was knocked out of the game. You know, poor guy got sandwich tackled a couple of times. He was sacked seven times. Uh, but yeah, pretty exciting game among all the uh, well, the new games at the very least.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Case Keenum, the veteran who stepped in from Davis Mills. Uh He did a great job. The t- 229 yards you mentioned, a touchdown in a uh, in early interception, but he kept the Texas offense efficient. You mentioned David Singletary over 121 yards rushing. Negro Brown eight catches, uh, 82 yards in in a, in a touchdown. But on the flip side for the Titans, uh, Derrick Henry in uh, uh, Taji Spears, they couldn't get the running game going. I think that was one of the reasons why they lost yesterday. And then defense cracked, especially in that second half, giving up 13 points uh, in the in that second half. So when the Titans needed to make a play, both offensively and defensively in that second half, they couldn't do it. Houston started to gain confidence. They tied the game late, of course. that You mentioned they went and ended up in the last seconds in overtime.
1: Uh, and the Titans have now been eliminated from playoff contention. So uh, could Mike Vrabel be on his way getting his pink link card? Um, you want to say that maybe the injuries were a factor, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, yeah, might be something to look out for mm-hmm. down there in Nashville. To the 3 o'clock games we go. Uh, San Francisco pulled away from uh, Arizona, 45 to 29. Brock, Brock Purdy through for 245. 42 yards and four TDs. Well, Chris McCaffrey had a rushing TD, 115 yards. He also had two uh, TD catches. Uh, on the flip side, though, for Arizona, struggles for uh, Kyler Murray. through were 211 yards, of two interceptions. Uh, James Conner had a, had a, t- a rushing TD. So it was really the uh, – the def- it was really kind of like – it was just a San Francisco and me with all the scoring and, and such. It just couldn't uh, – Carl mm-hmm. just couldn't keep him out of the end zone.
0: Yeah, it was a total dominating performance, offensively for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I think his name, uh, he entered his name in the MVP race yesterday with his outstanding performance uh, with a couple of touchdowns that he had. Brock Purdy with four touchdown passes. Some people, including Nick Burleson and Boomer sizing on the NFL Today halftime show, this game said that Brock Purdy should be at the end of MVP conversation. I respectfully disagree with that. Maybe we can get into that topic later. But it was a dominating performance by the 49ers. Their defense had a pick six, which is various um, ward. Oh, It was a great Jerry run back yesterday. Yeah, Turner's that was absolutely. great. Yeah, yeah, that was a great run back on this first interception. That was a pick six. Uh, Trey McBride was the standout star for Arizona. 10 catches, 102 yards. I know Kyle, Kyle and Murray got uh, dinged up there toward the end. But the 49ers, once again, uh, ever since their bye week, Laquina, uh, that they, they've been undefeated and they're playing their best ball right now as we head towards the end of the regular season and and right now can you tell me who's better than them in the NFC I'll wait
1: mm-hmm. oh no 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 arguments from here <laughs> yeah yeah look you're gonna get arguments from me on them I mean look they you know we saw that yeah after that that they lost some rounds before the why would you thought that oh lord you know maybe the 49ers are starting to kind of mm-hmm. you know so season kind of fall off but no they were able to you know adjust you know chase' you know, been did you know, a great pickup for uh the 49ers on that you know that front seven so uh yeah i, I think look the 49ers will show you why they're one of the top teams in the NFC if not the league now staying in the NFC west uh the rams held off the the commanders now i want you know, i want to preface this by saying that they had a lot of garbage. I'm, I'm talking about the Rams scored a lot of uh, garbage points late. So they this mm-hmm. was a dominant performance by the the Rams, twenty eight to twenty. Um, Matt Stafford threw for two hundred fifty two yards and two TDs. Kyron Williams once again, hundred fifty two yards rushing yards and a TD. Uh, Cooper Cup had a TD catch uh, for the Rams. On the flip side, they had to pull Sam Howell. uh Cooper said had a couple uh garbage TDs, so it really didn't mean too much anything. So uh, this was a dominant performance. For Rams. Yeah, they're at seven and seven. They're
0: there to with an the NFC uh, playoff race. As we said, at Matthew Stafford stayed healthy, the formula for this Rams team to win is to uh, run the ball with Kyron Williams, play strong defense, and let Matthew Stafford make uh, Matthew Stafford make a couple of big plays down the field, and that was the perfect formula yesterday. So I know the Rams are seven and seven. They're much thicker in in the playoff race than the Chicago Bears are, but. If the Rams should get in and they have an easy schedule down the stretch, including that last Mm -hmm. game of the year against the 49ers, which may not, I repeat, may not mean anything to the 49ers if they already have that number one seed wrapped up. But if the Rams get into the playoffs, I don't want to play the Rams. I, I think they can get a victory or possibly two, but I think they can win a playoff game for sure if they get in.
1: Yeah, yeah, We'll see that 49ers game. We'll see them if it means something. You know, they, they may, the you know, 49ers may already have stuff, you know, clinched by by then. So uh, that might, that might be more into the Rams than the 49ers. So uh, definitely look out for that in a couple of weeks. Now another team that you probably don't want to play in the AFC, and that is the Buffalo Bills. We, you know, called this. You know, they dominated the Cowboys, 31-10. Josh Allen, uh, threw for only, not only threw for 90, uh, 94 yards in the TD, but. TD, but it was James Cook who was a big star here. 179 rushing yards and a TD. Uh, the defense sat uh, Dak Prescott uh, three times. They, you know, the Cowboys just couldn't get it going on the officer, uh, officer front. So just a, you know, a really <laughs> solid show of All Miller played his best game of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. Christian Benford had an interception. So yeah, it was a yeah, a real, just a dominant performance by the Buffalo Bills. Look, they're eight and six, and uh, I, I think we can say that they're back.
0: Well, they have the, went out the rest of their schedule and, and get some help. I know they have the – I'm talking about Buffalo. They have the Miami Dolphins at the end of the season. I know they beat Miami once already in Buffalo. That was earlier in the season. But Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, uh, he's starting to coach like an actual head coach. As we said on Friday, James Cook, you need to run the ball well and consistent with some consistency with him. 25 carries, 179 yards in the score. They'll do that for you. You have – if your running backs have more rush yards than your quarterback, you'll win most of the time. And the Bills did that again yesterday. Well, what a concept. On the flip side for Dallas, I know people want to uh, uh, throw Dak Prescott into the ground and throw dirt on him, but nothing was right about that Dallas offense yesterday. They couldn't run the ball. I know C.D. Lamb had three, 53. receiving yards yards of seven catches. That Buffalo Bills defense, I don't care who you were yesterday, you weren't going to get much off of, – the way that defense was playing. So it was just a bad day all around for the Dallas Cowboys. You just throw this game out the window because you have another tough game next week. I know this is premature to say, but it'll be, it may be a possible Super Bowl preview. We'll see down the road, but the Cowboys have another tough road game next week against the Miami Dolphins. I think that's going to be tougher than what they experienced yesterday.
1: Well, remember the Dallas is a, a totally different team on the road than they are at home. And they may, they're very mm-hmm. well, will have to go on the road, you know, in the first round of playoffs. So, uh, you know that they, they you know that might be something might be a precursor of what's to come so uh, we'll see about that now the sunday night game um not not the prettiest but uh the baltimore did just enough to win uh this game 23-7 over jacksonville 171 yards for uh lamar jackson uh one td or you know, was able to overcome an early interception um trevor lawrence over 264 yards in the td Um, you know, he's also uh, the leading rusher. She probably should have had Travis Etienne, uh, uh, with the, uh, the ball a little bit more there, but, uh, you know, again, not the flashiest at performance for, uh, for Baltimore. They did, uh, they did lose, uh, Keegan, uh, Mitchell to a a leg injury. So that could be something to watch out for as the season Mm -hmm. goes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Baltimore, they did what they had to do. You know, they're, you know, they beat Jacksonville and they're still right there at the top in the AFC
0: what was that at the end of the first half, Lakina, in that game with Doug Peterson? Jacksonville had no timeouts left. You call a sideline out-pattern. Uh, the wide receiver I got who it was. Couldn't get out of bounds and the clock ran out instead of uh, uh, spiking the ball and kicking a field goal. I know Doug Peterson is a coach that takes chances, and most times it works out, but it was one of the few times that in his coaching career that, that didn't work out last night. I thought that was the turning point in, in the game, even though Jacksonville was trailing 10-0 uh, going into halftime. They should have had at least an opportunity to put three points on the board, and maybe the momentum would have swung your way. way. But I thought them not knowing the clock situation at the end of that first half really costed them. And, and then when, uh, besides the, only not, thing I could... with the of running the football.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can kind of see that maybe, you know, Brandon McMaster already had missed one already. It was very windy down there in Jacksonville yesterday, so I can kind of see why he didn't want to go for the field goal. But I think that was Jamal Agnew. You know, you got to know where you are, and you got you to gotta be aware of what, you know, the, the time and all that. You know, if they had just, you know, went out of bounds, they probably had another second, and then he probably could have at least try that uh, a field goal, even though it was very windy. I think the wind was coming, like, from the north, so that— probably was not maybe not a good choice to probably try for the field goal in that situation. But uh, you know, just a you know, the Jacksonville, I mean, hey, look, you know, to their credit, look, you got Indianapolis and Houston right, you know, right, you know, breathing down your necks now. They got some big games coming mm-hmm. up, but you know, the flip side for the Jags, I mean, they just got very interesting in the AFC uh South.
0: Yep. Uh, the Jacksonville's season is quickly going down the tubes. I know they are three and five at home. And like you said, their schedule gets tougher uh, heading towards the last weeks of the season. All, all they need to do is win two more games for, to get ten wins. I believe they're still in the playoffs, but they got tying things up because next week they got a tough game on the road at Tampa against the Buccaneers. All of a sudden, with the Buccaneers winning yesterday, um, that that NFC South race gets a, a little bit more interesting, and that game becomes a little bit more interesting now for both teams to go because Tampa Bay will be eyeing to clinch. Not clinch but get a hold of the MC South Division. And then while Jacksonville is trying to barely keep that playoff hopes alive.
1: We'll have time to talk about that uh on Friday. Uh real quick, your says and does.
0: All right, my first stud is Jake Browning, the quarterback of Cincinnati. 324 yards and two touchdowns in a pick as the Bengals beat the Vikings last Saturday in overtime 27-24. My second <clears throat> stud would be Baker Mayfield of the Tampa Bay Bucs, excuse me, <coughs> 381 yards and four touchdown passes as the Buccaneers beat the Packers 34-20. And my third stud would be Kyron Williams of the Los Angeles Rams, 27 carries to 152 yards and a touchdown as the Los Angeles Rams defeat the Washington Commanders with, with Magic Johnson in the building, 28-20. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I, I'm sure he wasn't very happy after that game <laughs> there. Um Excuse me, my uh, my first, I gotta say, Detroit. You know, that's a Detroit team. You know, we're expected to see. So, uh, hopefully, this will be the, a chance of something. They cap it in there, maybe they can start a new street going. Uh, my first, uh, you know, look, like I said, we don't usually give it to announcers very often, but you know, our, our buddy Spiro Diaz, who did a great job at the call with Adam Archuleta mm-hmm. in that Houston Tennessee game, which actually ended up being very interesting. Probably, so probably one of, if not the game of the, the week so far. Of course, we know we got one more game coming up. And my other, uh, stud, uh, Buffalo. I mean, look, this is a Buffalo team again. This is a bubble team we've been expecting to see, so we'll see. If they can keep it up. They got a, got, you know, it's a tough matchup, but. They're a pretty dangerous team right now, and, uh, yeah, their defense is playing better. Uh, Their offense has been really good. Josh Allen hasn't made any mistakes, so if they can keep it up, they may be a very dangerous team should they make the playoffs.
0: Yep, we'll see what happens. My three duds, one, obviously the the whole Chicago Bears coaching staff. Number two, the New York Jets. (laughs) You cannot put up at least a a single point against a Dolphins team that were without their star wide receiver. Uh, Give me a break. And my third dud would be the the entire Atlanta, Carolina contest.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, that was Th- that, that doesn't was even a dud.
0: meet your standards, looking. Like, that's how bad it was.
1: <laughs> that's yeah, that was a dud in of itself. Uh, <laughs> uh, my duds are Dallas. I mean, you know, like I said, they're a completely different team from when they're they're playing on the road you know, at home. I don't know what happened yesterday it's just like you know the the old wine wasn't very good you know the defense you know gave it to me big plays it was just just awful all around and now everyone would say oh the dallas is a super bowl uh, contenders yay uh, now everybody say you know so how how, how things change um let's see yeah. Uh, the, well, yeah i mean my dad, you know green bay you let Baker Mayfield come in and just you know threw the ball like crazy for almost 400 yards and four TDs. I mean, really, what 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 happened? What happened? Come on now. Also, the offense. I know they want Joe Brady gone over there <laughs> in Green Bay, so uh, you know, something to see to find out there. Uh, I'll, I'll say uh, Pittsburgh. Really, everyone was making a big deal about. Oh, it was Matt Canada's fault that the uh, that the, the Steelers' offense hasn't been very good. Well, Mitch Trubisky probably had his worst game since leaving the Bears. So. Uh, and that's saying something, but that's saying something. So, yeah, Mason Rudolph, I don't know if he'll be able to do any better, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> up I don't think he'll
0: be pulling off any helmets anytime soon either, but that's a whole other issue. <laughs> uh, tonight's, uh, Monday night, tonight's Monday night football contest will take place in Seattle, Washington, as the Seattle Seahawks will host the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, kickoff is at 7.15 p.m. Central Standard Time on ABC and ESPN. Philadelphia is favored by three and a half. Uh, Jalen Hurts may not play. If he doesn't, Marcus Mariota would be a starting quarterback for Philadelphia. Philadelphia is 10-3. We, we talked about the 49ers having the best record in the NFC. Seattle is 6-7, I believe, on the current four-game losing streak. What gives tonight?
1: Yeah, I think – remember, Gino's not going to play either, it looks like. So uh, it's going to be the battle of the backup. Hmm. So uh, I, I think – look, I think if you – you know, if you think all things being equal, you know there's no Manning cast uh, folks, and I and I'm way I don't blame the Manning's for not wanting to do this one because uh, <laughs> this could get ugly pretty quick. I mean, look, I mean the Eagles need this win, and you know it'll be between you, know, uh, Marcus Mariota and Drew Lock. You know, no shade of Drew Lock, but I, I I trust Mariota more. <laughs> so, and, you know they've been, I know the CL has been banged up too. So yeah, this this could be you know the, the game that's just what the, what the doctor ordered for the Eagles, but uh, we'll have to just wait and see. To me, I think if they just Sit to what they do best. You know, try to, you know, get the ball down the field. You know, the defense got to play a little bit better to try to yeah. rattle lock. And, you know, look, I know that CL is going to be rocking. So it uh, should be a fun one. And, uh, and look, who knows? Maybe Tori might play uh, cast some more Salmon. We'll see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also, too, I think Philadelphia is going to have to run the ball with some consistency. Whoever starts at quarterback tonight for them. And the defense is going to have to come up huge and set the tone for the game, even though, like you said, they're going to be playing in a hostile environment. If the Eagles do those two things, they'll come out on top as winners.
1: Should be interesting. Should be a pretty thrilling game up there between these two uh, longtime rivals. Our number one in the books, our number two straight ahead. This is the second seed sports on sports on Chicago. Next up, the Bulls is a tough one in Miami. Spending their uh, little mini two-gamer also, to uh, some interesting things happening in the NBA, we'll talk some college hoops, and uh, time for many old school TV Monday, and a whole lot more. Like Hannah McGee, Sydney Brown, Second City Sports on Sports, Sports Chicago, we go to the hard work coming up right after this. I can
2: totally talk to you. No, I don't know. Though. I'm scared.
0: That you're in my lane no not at all are you not paying attention are you texting I was just checking in with my mom I was telling
1: her that I thought we'd be home by six it's okay there's enough time just pay attention I'm not even halfway through my text there's no way I'm not even going to look up my babies are in the car you have to pay attention it's supposed to be a quick text I'm so sorry
2: Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DoDEA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do.
1: Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference.
2: Many will hear the calling. Few will earn the title United States Marine. The few, the proud.
0: Welcome back to Second City Sports. As we kick off our number two, we're live, and they live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's You can follow Yoshuli on the Twitter, X, and the IG at 80 Once again, it's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You
1: can follow McGee on the Twitter, X, and the IG.
0: We have 50 minutes left or so on this extravaganza We call a Sports Talk Radio Show. If we if you have any questions or comments for us, you can always find us at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports On Chicago on YouTube. Type in those questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. And just a daily reminder, you can catch Sports Zone Chicago live and right now, right now on Roku TV.
1: All right, Sid, uh, after, you know, the Bulls lose a tough one, L- actually won on Thursday, but lose a, c- a couple of days later, they lose a tough one um, on Saturday, uh, thanks to Jimmy Butler's buzzer beater, he led the way with uh, uh, 28 points uh, there And those zero, as like I said, as the Bulls split those uh, two games in Miami um this is very uh, just a tough one there uh, i know caruso was in and out of lineup he did not play this game on saturday i know tory craig also got hurt as well he actually was really a, a solid uh uh was actually you know, gave the bulls a little bit of a spark he had 16 points before he had to leave before that foot injury uh kobe mm-hmm. white still you know, you know doing this thing he had 22 points uh damar had 27 buta double double with uh 12 and 11 um, you know, P P will have 25 a season high for him. So they're playing better. They just they just couldn't get the win out, know, get the sweep in the, in Miami.
0: Couple of things to observe, <clears throat> excuse me, ex observe from that Bulls lost last Saturday night. Yes, you mentioned not just Tory Craig, but that whole bench for the Chicago Bulls saved the whole team in that first half because you if you notice the 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 whole starting five couldn't get anything going on offensively to start that game. And the the Bulls bench basically saved them in, in that first half. In the second half, uh, the Miami Heat turned up defensively after the Bulls grabbed that seven point lead late in that third quarter, and Miami turned up that uh, that defense. And the Bulls offensively welcomed in the fourth quarter. You mentioned Kobe White; he extended his three point streak to fourteen straight games with three with three plus three pointers made in one game. Also, two. You mentioned DeMar DeRosa came alive, but I don't know if you paid attention to what Stacey King said uh, in that broadcast as the uh, in the late stages of that game. The Bulls, they were going back and forth with the Heat, and if he, uh, the Heat did a great job on the Bulls defensively, especially on their Garson, and, and that's one of the reasons why the, the whole starting fights of the Bulls struggled early. The Bulls had three or four different chances to grab a rebound. They couldn't do it. Yami uh, Vasquez Jr., that rookie out of, of UCLA for Miami. He had a very good game, in my opinion, uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday. And the Bulls, for some reason, could not get that rebound, of course, which led to Jimmy Butler's uh, game-winning shot. I said to myself, as he released the ball, I wouldn't be surprised if he win in. Obviously, he did. The Miami, he won the game. Uh, but it was, it's the little things we talk about all the time, Lakina. It's the little things that you have to do down, down the stretch stretch of games. I don't care what sport, sport you're talking about. The Bulls, even though they lost a couple of tough games last week with at, at Milwaukee and at home against Denver following the Jokic ejection. I uh, you thought they will learn from, from those last two games and from the games early in the season, but apparently they didn't. We'll see what happens tonight as they play the Philadelphia Seven Sixers in the city of Brotherly love tonight. But this bulls, this, these ain't, ain't the quote unquote baby bulls anymore. These ain't the Scott Scala Bulls that they that, that came out of nowhere so many years ago. Uh, you're, you're grown men your professionals and you and they, as we admit they have played better without Zach Levine okay but you still gonna have to learn how to find a way to win games and the little things are grab defensive rebounds you know be more aggressive offensively and if they would have grabbed a couple of those rebounds in the last three minutes of that game they could have walked away with another win in Miami but uh, you, you see the difference between a very good team and a very mediocre team. And that's what you saw with the Miami Heat last Saturday night.
1: Also, Kevin Love had twenty two off, so he had yeah a little. Yeah, little
0: he was in the, the first half from three. I'm like, can anybody stop him? I don't know, look like, you know, I think wasn't it the you know, sir, first uh, less than thirteen seconds uh, to start the second half, he made mm-hmm. the three point shot, and Billy Donovan called the timeout.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was, and that's to yeah. tell you
0: something. I don't know what does.
1: Yeah, I mean the yeah, other that whole they got a little get had a little bitish Kevin love uh there in that game mm-hmm. and uh you know just uh you know just a, a tough loss for the Bull. Like I said, we'll see what happens tonight against Philadelphia who've been playing pretty well lately. So uh, that's gonna be a although you know, look, you know, the Bulls always do pretty well over there. So uh we'll see if they can uh do well tonight. Now going into yesterday, uh yesterday's games, uh despite Despite Steph being 0 for 8 from three-point range, uh, but you know, you know that was a, that was a bad news for him for his stats. But uh, this Warriors did get a much-needed win against uh, Portland, 118-114. Uh, uh, you know, Clay Thompson had 28 points. For them in that in that cause, uh, unfortunately, you know, like I said, uh, the made three pointers with you know two you know that that record was two hundred sixty eight consecutive games for Steph, uh, for, you know, making three pointers. Unfortunately, like I said, that that came to end. But I think more importantly, I think if you're if you ask him, he'll he'll take the win because this is what the win that the Warriors really needed.
0: Yeah, we talked about on our last show that uh, it's been word around that Klay Thompson should come off the bench, but uh, he said. Uh, with with that performance last night, uh, don't throw me in the ground just yet. Don't throw dirt on, on my career just yet. Of course, uh, Clay is still trying to find his footing, especially after what happened last year in the playoffs. He had a great game last night, as you mentioned. Chris Paul, 32 minutes off the bench. He had four points, but he had eight key assists, as as you mentioned. The Warriors uh, held on for, for that victory on the road. You're going to have to find different guys and some of the other young guys that we haven't heard of on that roster is going to have to step up with the absence of Draymond Grant. Of course, the quick report on Draymond, he's going to be away from the team for at least the next three weeks. So we'll see what happens uh, with that before he returns to action. But uh, Steve Kerr and the rest of that coaching staff has some work to do now. As I mentioned, some of those young guys like Jonathan Kaminga, Kevon Looney, and and now, Andrew Wiggins, even though he's not a young guy anymore, he's got to find wherever it is in, uh, in him to give more of an effort for this Warriors team to keep themselves afloat.
1: Yep, absolutely. Uh, fans got to, uh, after losing a tough one to the Knicks on Friday, they get a bounce-back win against the, the Wizards, 112-108. KD had uh, 28 points, so you, you can tell that he, you know, he wanted to, you know, they, they wanted this win. And that ferocious dunk. Yeah, yeah, I think they I think that was a little bit of an anger from that, that loss to the Knicks yeah. on Friday. So uh he might have been a little bit upset, but yeah, he was in a much better mood uh, yesterday. Uh the Bucks beat uh uh the Rockets 128-119, uh 146-110. Uh the Pelicans beat the Spurs. We'll talk we'll talk about them in a second. Uh Boston, no trouble with Orlando. Um on Saturdays are going to Saturday's games now. now. after that that win against uh the Suns, you know, the Knicks you end up you know, losing to uh the Clippers 144, 122. So if you took the over in this game, uh you had a you had a pretty nice start to your uh to your weekend. Uh the Clippers, look, they're you know, they're 15 and 10 as as you know as of this recording and look, they've been playing very well lately. And it looks like, you know, hard to start to get it going. Finally, you know, he only had, he only had 10, he only had 10 points, but it was, uh, it was Kawhi. He had 36 points. You're know, leading the way there. Of course, your know, PG kicked in with 25.
0: Yeah. As we talked about before the, the Clippers have been struggling with injuries over the last several, uh, several years, uh, basically since Paul, George Kawhi Leonard teamed up to, to join the Clippers and I know Paul George missed the previous game before uh, playing in last Saturday's win over the Knicks. But if those two get going, you talking about with PG and Kawhi, that Clippers team is unstoppable. Russell Westbrook is doing his thing coming off the bench, like, he's, like you mentioned. James Harden is starting to uh, uh, know his role and not be a distraction to the team. As long as everybody fit in fit in their roles and not go outside of it, like I said, this Clippers team will be okay. And they should finish in a top four, top five at least. So. Uh, we'll see yep. see what happens uh, with the Clippers and, and head coach Tyron Lue. We talked about it a couple of years ago that I thought he did his best coaching job with both PG and Kawhi were out and they got into the play-in tournament before losing to the Minnesota Timberwolves, I believe. And to Tyronn to, to Lue got the best out of those young guys. Now with the superstars back healthy, everybody should know their roles. And as uh, long as they, went, long as they uh, play with that consistency, they should be fine.
1: Yeah, they should. And uh, look, they look they look looking good the last couple of weeks. So uh it's gonna be interesting to see how all this you know plays out with the with the uh with the rest, you know, bit and all that. So uh, the, the, the low management, I guess. Uh Kings beat the Jazz, uh the Mavs beat Portland. Uh interesting, interesting uh you wanna say the upset, you know, sure. I mean the Thunder uh edge out the Nuggets 118, 117. And this was probably one of those games where you're you're just like you know it's 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 a clutch, a clutch basket by uh, a Alexander he had a jumper mm-hmm. with just a second left and uh I think that was over I believe that was over um that was over Murray I think and uh just a uh, mm-hmm. just a really solid showing by that young squad you know they've been playing very well the Thunder has and uh, the champs the many champs are 17 and 10 so compared to some of the other teams that are ahead of them they've been kind of struggling a little bit.
0: Yeah, we talked about the Nuggets uh, having a couple of big injuries to start off the year, in particular Jamal Murray. Even though he's been back a few games, uh, you know what you're going to get out of Jokic. Uh, you know you're going to what you're going to get out of Aaron Eric Gordon. But it's all about them staying healthy and being consistent. And let's be honest here, Lakina, When you're the defending champs, everybody's going to give you their best shot. And they different going through this now uh, as they are the defending champions so each opponent is going to give you their best because they don't want to, they want to make sure to see where they are at against you who you are the best. And so we talked about Oklahoma City being the uh Sacramento Kings of last year and and so far they off to a nice start now they're 16 uh, as of this live broadcast. And I brought this name up a couple of weeks ago LaKina and I'll bring his name up because he had a good game with 25 points. Jalen Williams, they're starting power forward. He is a mm-hmm. young man. He's a beast side. and he could definitely mm-hmm. shoot it from the outside as well. Keep that name in mind because he's, the, I believe, their third star next to Josh Giddy and Shea Gildas Alexander, who you mentioned hit that game winner
1: yeah you know that that's what that was a really good shot by uh gilligan's alexander and uh and look we'll see if the nuggets, the nuggets continue to struggle like through like christmas and through january i think yeah right now i don't want to be too worried if you're a nuggets fan but that's definitely mm-hmm. something to look out for and especially if it continues uh through the rest of the season or we're halfway through the all-star break um minnesota continues their well they beat uh the pacers 127 109 uh Anthony Towns have 40 points as uh, among a career best for him uh uh Steph had 37 uh 124 120 and their Warriors win over the Nets uh, Cleveland, even though they're short-handed at the moment, 127-119, they did beat Atlanta. Uh, Jared Allen had 25 points there, uh, 42 points for Mr. Robinson. B as uh, the Sixers had no trouble with the Hornets. Uh, he, he already has 359 points and, a, and, and and 117 made free throws over his past 10 games. The last NBA center to do to reach those types of tolls, you go all the way back to – okay, I'll let you guess. Uh, who was the last center to do that in that span of 10 games?
0: Ooh, that's I'll just uh, ooh, ooh that's a, I'm gonna say David Robinson. I'm not on Google, folks. So I'm not cheating. I'll say David <laughs> yeah. Robinson.
1: Yeah, you're about 30 years. You know, to go back a little bit over 30 years. Uh, Will Chamberlain did back in 1960. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So uh, the Bulls got their work cut out for him tonight. Trying to slow him down.
0: Uh, yeah, he always dominates the Bulls.
1: <laughs> yes, he does. He loves playing the Bulls. So I uh, no, he's he's rubbing his hands, right <laughs> for tonight. Uh, Detroit was this what twenty-two in a row for Detroit? I mean, they mm-hmm. lose to uh, the Bucks, and I know, and I know they had a they had a little loss to Philadelphia. Speaking of, <laughs> I don't know, 124-1-92. I mean, you feel for Monty Wills. I get it. You you took the money mm-hmm. after after uh, sorry, two and one, including Windows wins was against the Bulls. They've lost like, like <laughs> twenty-two in a row since. Just just brutal for uh, the Pistons.
0: I want to go back to uh, a couple of games uh, from, from Friday. I know the Spurs beat the Lakers by by 15. Uh, the uh, the there Lakers,
1: 19, I know. Was yes, they're 19 losing. Uh, yes, 19,
2: right, 18, right. Snapped there
0: losing straight against LeBron James and crew. But I want to talk about that Knicks performance against the Phoenix Suns. Jalen Brunson, as I mm-hmm. said, I thought he should have been an all-star this year. Will he be an all-star this year? That remains to be seen. But he dropped in a career-high 50 points on the road. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, notice that that dunk that uh you know that from last night. I you gotta say uh, you know, Katie was not very happy uh, about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was one of the reasons why Knicks were able to pull off the uh, minor upset, I guess you can say, against uh Phoenix. Just a. You know, he was shooting lights out. That looked like your know, old like Villanova uh Jalen Brunson there. He had, yeah, I think he picked the lights. he had like forty-five when he was in college. But uh yeah, just a nice, nice performance by him and the Knicks, you know, they've been kinda up and down, unfortunately. And they did lose to the, the, the Clippers that very next night. So maybe a little bit too much partying after that 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 win. But uh but yeah, it was a solid showing uh by them. okay again, you know, 80 did not play and that Lakers lost to the Spurs. I don't know what happened there, but uh, I know he got but nicked up
0: in that last game. I'm talking about that one—the one on Wednesday. Even though he did finish out that game, the, the that was the one that the Lakers won. Uh, he sat out that game uh, last Friday, so hopefully it's nothing too serious. And I know they have a game tonight. We'll get to that schedule in just a moment. But uh, Anthony Davis has been healthy for the most part this year. I know, mm-hmm. same as LeBron James. I know he's taking a few games off for load manager i'm using air quotes here for those listening back on the replay at war media podcast but uh the, the like this lakers team uh you, you can't really complain about too much right now oh, i know d'angelo russell's playing well i know christian wood as, as i say, he could be a difference maker this year he's been in eh, but you know Toreen prince i thought was a nice addition he's starting to come around a little bit too so as we said before lebron james and anthony davis both had to stay healthy but some of those other role players, uh, as the ones I mentioned with D'Angelo Russell, Torrey Prince, and all the I mean, they're, they're going to have to play that part as well. And Jerry Vanderbilt, he's been key in some spots here mm-hmm. as well.
1: And they do come to Chicago to play the Bulls, their only visit this season. So we'll get to that. You know again. LeBron's going
0: to put on the show.
1: <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. You know LeBron always loves playing here, here in Chicago. So uh could be a long game. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens there. Anything else before we talk about uh, this week's games? No, go to the schedule. All righty. Uh, tonight, Monday, uh, Houston gets a very short-handed Cleveland squad. That should that could get very interesting. Uh, the Clippers start their East Coast road trip. They uh, face the Pacers. The Pacers haven't had a good week since uh, since uh, finishing second in a, in a season tournaments. They they went 0 for two. Uh, of course, the Bulls and the Sixers. Uh, Detroit will try to snap their one again. their twenty-two game losing streak against Atlanta, Minnesota. They've been playing very well against Miami. Uh, the Hornets and Toronto. Uh yeah, you finish the rest of it, Sid.
0: Yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies will travel to OKC to face the to face the Thunder. Uh the Mavericks and Nuggets will uh battle it out tonight in mm-hmm. Denver in the Rocky Mountain High. That game will be seen on NBA TV at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. The rest of tonight's schedule Monday looks like this. Brooklyn's at Utah to take on the Jazz. And the West is continue the East Coast Road trip as they'll face the Sacramento Kings. And the Knicks and the Lakers, the bi Coast battle will take place tonight, formerly known at the place formerly known as Staples Center.
1: <laughs> should be a fun one there. Uh, mm-hmm. Memphis. Yeah, Memphis and New Orleans in the first game of that TNT Tuesday doubleheader tomorrow. John Moran uh, is
0: eligible to return. Yes,
1: yeah, so that will be very interesting there for many reasons. Uh, San Antonio and Milwaukee, that should be interesting. Uh, the second year that, uh, that uh, TNT Tuesday doubleheader, you got Boston and uh, Golden State. That should be a fun one. Always fun with those two teams playing in recent years. And Phoenix and Portland at nine.
0: Yeah, the rematch of that Warriors uh, Celtics game on Tuesday from the rematch of the, uh, the NBA Finals two years ago. Oh, two teams definitely going in opposite directions. Of course, Boston uh, looks like they're one of the best teams. Uh, in the NBA, not just the East, but in the NBA. Of course, we talked about the Warriors' struggle now without Draymond Green and Steph Curry's uh, three-point made streak snap. Uh, they try trying to stay afloat, so we'll see what happens with that matchup tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday. Now, going to Wednesday schedule, it looks like this. Of course, the Lakers and the Bulls, as Lakina mentioned, they'll be at the United Center at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time as the Lakers continue their road trip. You have Utah at Cleveland. You have Charlotte at Indiana. You have Miami and Orlando, the battle of the state of Florida, Minnesota, and Philadelphia at 6 o'clock on NBA TV on Wednesday. Joel Embiid versus Rulie Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. There's always a good battle between those young big men. Of course, the Knicks and the Nets in the battle of NYC. Denver continues the East Coast swing at Toronto. Atlanta versus Houston. The Clippers visit the Dallas Mavericks. And the nightcap Wednesday on NBA TV will see... The Celtics could continue their West Coast road trip. They'll visit Sacramento to take on the Kings.
1: Oh, that that Clippers-Dallas match I'm going to be definitely be watching on this computer screen here. Now going into Thursday's uh, games, we got Utah and Detroit, uh, New Orleans and Cleveland, San Antonio. Uh, you know, you know, went down His I think it's his only visit to, uh, to the uh, Chicago. So they mm-hmm. uh, the Bulls fit the Bulls host them on Thursday. Um, Indiana and Memphis, Orlando and Milwaukee. Uh, the Clippers and OKC Clippers, again, <laughs> yeah, again and again. The the, the first game, of the uh, the, uh, the well, the NBA TV game here. You got the the Lakers and the T Wolves. That should be a fun one. Always fun with those two teams play. And uh, Washington, Portland, and that's your schedule for this week in the NBA.
0: All right, you're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid Deslakina. We have our last break coming up. We'll discuss what happened in the top twenty-five action in college basketball. A college, and speaking of college basketball, a former player, a former legend uh, in a historic program passed away over the weekend. We'll get into that. We have some other news and nuggets for you in time per minute, Old School TV Monday. I'm Sid Lakina. You're listening to the Monday edition of Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone
2: Chicago. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. And I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trish is having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only ten. But one of these days, a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy? I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. (laughs) Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom! I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom.
0: They really do hear you.
2: Did you pack your toothbrush?
0: For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.sapsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance
1: Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration.
2: This is the Dr. J, and I'll listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Second City Sports on the Monday edition, we're live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid that's the kina You can follow yours truly on the Twitter X and the IG SCK80. Once again, it's SCK80. That's S I D K I D eight zero. That's S I D K I D eight
1: zero. You can find my kingdom on the Twitter X and Kids the IG.
0: We have less than a half hour left of this extravaganza. Twenty five minutes left exactly left in this program for today. You have any last minute questions or comments, you can always find us at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports on Chicago YouTube. Type in those questions or comments in the comment section. Link you know we'll get the up on the screen for you as we now talk about the what happened in the world of college basketball
1: all right said uh a good game uh happened uh yesterday and i don't know if people probably noticed this uh since there was a lot of uh other know with the nfl and whatnot but purdue uh got a big win against arizona now they're at the top of the rankings once again and it, this was definitely like you know i actually got a chance to watch this game and it was a very you know very interesting game of course this happened on saturday you know purdue beating uh <laughs> You know, of course they'd be they'd be Arizona who was in number one at the time and you know this was actually really a solid showing you know, so a couple three pointers uh late in uh that game and it was uh Zach Zackidio of course you know, did his thing um, you know in the Indy classic down in Indianapolis you know look at the place was rocking there um, but uh you know that was a it ended up being uh, probably one of the better uh games you'll see uh 22 points from Zach. Uh, Edie and uh, a couple of uh, 26 points from Brayton Smith, who uh hit a couple of three uh three-pointers late in the game to help propel uh the boilers in their uh and that win in that showdown against Arizona.
0: I got a chance to watch some of that game live Saturday via uh YouTube, and it was nice to see some actual high scoring in college basketball. Like you know, not the high scoring like we see in the NBA today them scoring 120 to 140 points a game. But mm-hmm. uh this game was in the high 80s. You mentioned Zach Edy, He did the, his thing down low. But it's going to be interesting to see what his supporting cast mates around him do because if they don't knock down open shots, it doesn't open up the game for him. I'm talking about for, for the producer. On the Arizona side, I know they're ranked as one of the top eight teams in the country. It was a tough loss for them. I want to see how they bounce back because they had – Arizona had that chances, but Purdue, as we talk about all the time in the pros, you'll, you see it here in college as well. It's those teams that can execute down the stretch that those are the teams that usually win win those ball games, and you saw that's what Purdue did it on last Saturday.
1: Yeah, very fun game, very entertaining game. You know, Arizona did have their shots. Perhaps they put this game away. They weren't able to do that. You know, they miss a couple of key shots. And uh, to the to their credit, I mean, you know, Fletcher Love also Love Lawyer uh, Lawyer also too 27 points in the way for Purdue as well. So uh, yeah, they that propelled them and outside shooting to propel them in that win against Arizona. Talk about Purdue. Mm. Excuse me, uh, Kansas beat. <clears throat> mm held off in the end. I think they were down, I think they were like 15, like 12 points mm-hmm. game or something like that. I uh, actually was turning back and forth from this game. And uh, yeah, they were able to come back and win a Kevin McCullough junior had 21 points for uh, Kansas. And it, you know, as they, he led the way, they actually are undefeated whenever he scores more than 20 points. So the only time that he did do that was that in the tournament against Houston. That was, of course, that was when I, um, uh, Bill Sub wasn't able to coach. You know, he was uh, under the weather. So, uh, you know, McCullough, dude, definitely as he goes, so does uh, Kansas.
0: Also dude do, too, don't forget about Kansas. Oh, the our difference makers. KJ Adams, who's been there the last couple of years, and mm-hmm. the transfer Hunt, Hunter Dickinson, who they got from the University of Michigan. Both of those guys contributed as well. I did watch some of the game live, too. Lakina in Indiana, you thought uh, you know, had, they had the home crowd behind them. They had the mm-hmm. energy behind them. They were making their shots, but you know, Kansas said that was enough was enough. They started playing a, a very tenacious defense. They started rebounding the ball, and they turned up, turned it up a notch in that second half. And it, and the Kansas, they showed you why they were one of the top teams in the country.
1: Absolutely, uh, Houston held off uh, Texas A&M, the old Southwest Conference rivals, uh, by four. Uh, Michigan State just hammered Baylor. I mean, look, that was probably the that's probably the best I've seen Michigan State play all season long. Uh, uh, Tyson uh, Walker had twenty five points, and uh, look, I mean, Michigan State needed. I know Baylor was undefeated, but Michigan State needed that win more than anything. They were four and five at that point. Mm-hmm. Now at five. I was shocked at so. their
0: record. Yeah, you know, like usually times those teams a- don't start out like this. Now maybe in the middle of the season, toward the middle of the season, yeah, before you go into those conference tournaments, but. To start off the year four and five, uh, that's not a time missile type start.
1: Yeah, not a big surprise. Mm-hmm. They really needed this win desperately. This probably like, so this is the best they, they've seen, that they, they've shown all year. You know, Baylor can just, if you're Baylor, you just want to just throw the tape away and just, you know, Scott's probably like, let's just burn the tape and just you know go on to the next game. Uh Creighton uh, uh held off um Alabama, their three-point shooting late. Uh Kentucky beats uh UNC, which is a pretty entertaining game. 87-83. Mm-hmm. Uh Rob Dillingham had 17 points. Just nice balance scoring by Kentucky. I think all their all five of their stars were in double figures, So a really solid showing. We'll, we'll get to North Carolina, you know, a, a tragedy that happened in their program mm-hmm. in a second. But uh just a really a great showing by uh, uh you know Kentucky. Uh, just a, 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 a pretty inter, it ended up being a pretty entertaining game. Yeah,
0: both those teams uh surprisingly can run up run, uh, run up and down the floor. I know Bill Raftery. Uh, uh, called it out a few times during that broadcast. Mm-hmm. To Kentucky, I thought this was key here. They had they had a plus 11 rebound advantage, 42 to 33, 40, 43, 32, rather, sorry. And they they had the lead for a while. Uh, I'm talking about Kentucky in double digits. I know Carolina made a run late, but John Calipari, you know I don't like him for obvious reasons, but uh, I, I give his team credit that they did what they had to do down the stretch to hold on to win that ball game. Hubert Davis and the Carolina uh, Tar Heels, I still believe they're going to be good, especially after missing the tournament last year. But uh, uh, I, they still trying to find their identity. I know it's not a, a good loss on their resume, but I think they'll be okay. I think they're in a much better position than they were a year ago when they missed the tournament.
1: Yes, they are, and, and I think that that was a you. You probably needed this. You know, if you're in North Carolina, even though the performance wasn't very good. Um, Porter Moser's Oklahoma Sooners. A lot of people don't know it this. They're now 11 and 0. Oh, 10 I should say. They beat no trouble with Green Bay. Uh, Tennessee beat yeah NC State. Memphis. You know your your guy uh, Penny Hardaway got a big win against uh, Clemson, knocking them off the ranks at the end of the undefeated. Yeah. Really yeah. Yeah. Shout out
2: to my guy
0: Penny Hardaway.
1: Yeah, really solid game. David Jones had 22 points. Uh, this is definitely a could be a nice little resume boosting win for Memphis as we get closer to March. Uh FAU, uh, no trouble with St. Bonaventure. Uh BYU uh bounced back from that early, uh, that early loss, uh, you know, a couple of days uh, ago prior to that. Texas uh pulled away from LSU, James Madison they say undefeated. You know, James Madison did beat Michigan State earlier this year. So to answer your uh, your first question about Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vir- uh, Virginia had a little bit of trouble. Northeastern, but you know they did other stuff to win that game. Miami with a bounce back win. Uh, Northwestern speaking a bounce back wins. Northwestern uh beat DePaul, <laughs> bouncing back from that win against Chicago State.
0: <laughs> You're talking about pulling teeth, lakina Offensively, that's what this game was. I saw a couple of clips of this game. Ooh. Nick Martelli scores 16 points. And I know I don't want you to go off your tangent about DePaul University. That's all for a whole nother time. Uh, I know that that (laughs) those kids do play hard, but they just don't have the talent right now. I know we've been saying this for way too damn long. I know Mark Mark McGuire, former NBA player, former DePaul Gray from the late 70s, early 80s. He's the assistant AD uh, down there now. But uh, it's just embarrassing. I know they're tuning in on you, But Northwest, as we said last week, looking on the show, uh, how would they respond after that bad loss to Chicago State? They, they get an important win, uh, win out of conference on the road. Now, Northwestern is 8-2 on the year, and they rate the top, lower half of the top 25.
1: Yeah, speaking of Chicago State, they get another win this time against Valpo, uh, 63-62, as you now Wesley uh, Cardell, Cardette Jr., who was a big a part of that uh, upset against Northwestern for Chicago State. Another big win here, 28 points, uh, as uh, they, uh, I believe they came back for, I think they were down like, by seven or eight points. It was only like four minutes left, and they were able to come back and win uh, and beat Valpo.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Chicago State, they didn't wrestle anymore. Uh, did they? No,
1: they didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no no Congratulations I mean, look, to them. yeah yeah i mean look we'll see if they can uh i don't know if they'll, you know they, they'll be interested to see if they can make a little bit of a run here but they played a very tough conference they're gonna be fishing up their uh their season in the big west so uh, they got a pretty uh tough schedule uh their uh old miss is undefeated too they beat uh cal 78 78 if you know they're paying attention uh you know some yeah that's pretty much it i mean why uh, i mean uh weaver state uh beat wyoming you know in Laramie. Uh, TCU beat Arizona State. That that was a, a a fun uh game of for you know for a little bit, of course. Uh that was uh, Jamie Dixon's uh horn frogs pulled away there. Uh going into yesterday's uh matchups here. If I could get it up <laughs> for a second. Uh Syracuse uh, beat Oregon uh by 20. Uh Auburn beat uh USC. Uh they're undefeated. Mm- and bruce Pratt got guys guys undefeated you know no one's really paying attention to them oh the the uh,
0: little never mind <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, nebraska they only have they only have one loss the other one lost was to create and they beat be uh k-state uh the nine and nine and two i should say for nebraska uh fred horbrook got his guys playing well i was gonna say
0: it's the main there there
1: <laughs> yeah he's still there yeah he's but yo they're pretty playing pretty well so far yo like, I know what the loss was to, to Creighton, but, uh, yeah, so far, so good. You know, Nine and two. We'll see how they do. I mean, they did win their first mid-10 game. Uh, Washington needed a, a double overtime, but they did beat Seattle University, 199, and uh, Nevada. I think they only have I think they only have one loss. Uh, they beat Hawaii.
0: I want to ask you a question about this one team, Lakina. I know this team is still a football school, but the University of Miami, I know they beat LaSalle mm-hmm. last Saturday, 84-77. They're ranked number mm-hmm. 24 as we speak. Do you take them seriously to make another deep run in the tournament?
1: Um, I mean, look, they got a lot of veteran guys. I know they had a couple of tough losses, but uh, look, Jalen Nigga has this guy. You we know, always, always ready. So, uh, we'll see how they do an ACC play. I know they, I know they had, like I said, they had a couple of tough losses. But I think Miami, you know, they've been consistently in the top twenty-five. They've been consistently going to the tournament. So yeah, I think with the the full team not playing very well at the moment, you know, you know for the most part, I think they're showing you that yeah, they are a hoop school. So uh, we'll see if they can keep it up.
0: Okay, what are some of the big games that people should be paying attention to in the world of college basketball for this upcoming week?
1: Yeah, more. Yeah, a lot of teams are kind of getting back into. it, Of course, now the most most schools are done with finals now, so uh, they can all concentrate on uh, basketball. Um, Chicago State. We'll see. If they can. Uh, they can keep up their little bit of a run. They play uh, UT at Rio Grande Valley. Uh, you know, I don't think you can stream that game anywhere. But I'm sure you can probably. I think you can probably stream it on their uh, their uh, their website. So I'm sure they'll have details on that. Uh, let's see. Michigan State will hopefully not have a letdown against Oakland. Uh, that's tonight. That's gonna be on the Big Ten Network on Tuesday. If I can, you know, get this, you know, thing for a second. Uh, let's see here. Do 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 Uh, James Bassett Uh, they face Coppin State, and a good one here. You got two ranked teams. You have Virginia and Memphis, both cut off big wins. Yeah, I'm Wisconsin, looking forward to that one. Yeah, it's going to be at 6 o'clock on ESPN uh, 2. Ole Miss, they're back in the top 25 for the first time in a few years. Uh, they host Troy. Um, South Carolina, they host Winthrop. Uh, let's see, Michigan. Uh, it's great to see Joanna uh, Howard back on the sidelines. They face uh, Florida on ESPN tomorrow at 6. Uh, Loyola, uh, they, they, they host Charleston Southern. Uh, Marquette and Providence, that should be a good one. Uh, there on the Big East, so that's a uh, that's seven thirty on FS1. Uh, let's see here. Let's see what else. A couple of other games. Uh, I want to know does a uh, you know, get my computer, get this up yeah. here. I'm looking uh, at the
0: Wednesday game, Lakina. I think the prime time game for ESPN, North Carolina ah. versus uh, Oklahoma. That should be entertaining. When you mentioned Porter Moser, as soon as out there, 10 and 0, of course, North Carolina had that tough loss. Uh, last Saturday in Atlanta against the Kentucky Wildcats. This definitely should be an entertaining game.
1: Absolutely. And another one, Baylor and Duke uh, on ESPN. That should be a one with Baylor hoping to bounce back from the, uh, just getting hammered by Michigan State. So I mm-hmm. know they're going to be up for revenge. Um, UConn and Seton Hall, uh, thats has on my CBS Sports Network. Uh, Sheen Neen Holloway and Danny Hurley, and they had their battles held back in the day. So this yeah. time, they'll be facing each other as coaches. Uh, that should be a fun one uh, there. Uh, yeah, you mentioned the Oklahoma, uh, North Carolina. You mentioned that one. Uh, Creighton hosts in Villanova. That should be a fun one. Uh, Villanova's has been playing pretty well since, of course, you know, Jay Wright, you know, is gone. You know, they've got their nice little nucleus there, a little bit of a, a nice little nucleus uh Gonzaga, they've been struggling a little bit. You know, they face uh Jackson State, uh Arizona and Alabama. That's gonna be the nightcap at 10 o'clock. I and I believe the wall's gonna be doing that game for ESPN. That should be an always interesting experience. Uh, <laughs> when, when he calls uh one of their games. Uh let's see, Thursday. Let's see, any of note for Thursday? Not really. I'm going through the schedule here, folks, uh doing this live. Uh yes yeah so that's basically pretty much it. well purdue faced Jacksonville; they should be having no trouble uh tennessee faced tarleton state again they shouldn't have no trouble uh there uh yeah that's pretty much it. uh for uh oh it's uh let's see yeah i think that's about it i mean oh you know, miami you know they they you know they faced still the hill you know they've had a rough last couple of games <laughs> yeah i think that's it i mean washington eastern washington um yeah, that's about it. I mean, <laughs> that's about it. I mean, if you're Portland, and Hawaii, if you're interested, UNLV—they, uh, you know they, upset said, they have they, been playing pretty well. They're right there in the cusp of the top twenty-five. They've host Hofstra at nine. That's uh, there. Uh, just want to uh, give uh, our condolences to the North Carolina program. They lost Aaron Montrose, who was a big man up front for North Carolina back in the early '90s. Also, was a, was a part of the '93 national championship. Uh, um, uh, you know, team there for Dean Smith, you know, Dean Smith, you know, to that crew, of course, which again, you know, you guys know, if those was you who were there, really, you know, I'm sure you guys know what happened during that game, but yeah, he was a bruiser, he was, you know, just tough on the inside for uh Carolina, and uh, sadly, he passed away early this morning, uh, due to cancer. I remember he was diagnosed, and uh, for what you know unfortunately for what I've heard it was pretty bad so I was hoping he would beat this but he, he just he didn't so uh I thought the press go out to the program and to his family just a awful loss
0: yeah like you say even though he wasn't a superstar like you know, he had a long NBA career he played in the NBA for a few years with a few different teams he was drafted by the Boston Celtics he played for the Detroit Pistons as well he played for a, a couple of other teams I can't think of right now but Uh, He uh, he was, like you said, he was a dirty worker uh, in in the positive. Like, you know, he got, let's say he could score inside. He he was a great rebounder. He could block a couple of shots here and there. So uh, his work ethic kept him in the league for a while. As you mentioned, he was part of the 1993 um, uh, National Championship team with him, George Lynch. of course, they upset Michigan. We won't get into what happened on the Mm -hmm. Michigan side. That's been talked about a million times. But, even though some people may say that wasn't a quote unquote best Carolina team on paper regarding NBA talent, uh, that team played like a team. It wasn't a mistake that they won.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, uh, and I think yeah, you're missing that the Pistons and the Raptors he played for those teams as well. That's There's, right, like, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the Sixers and the Mavs. Yeah. Who, 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 who and he was of course driven by the the Celtics, and uh, he was doing a uh, radio for North Carolina for like about 18 yeah. years. So yeah, just uh, you know a tough loss for uh, for that program for that family. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Peace, and love to Eric Eric Montreux, uh, and to the North Carolina, North Carolina uh, basketball family. I know they're gonna I know they're gonna do something for him and they're, they're in their uh, home game tomorrow, so um, I'm sure they'll do something really really nice, really special and a salute to him.
0: You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. We're laughing in living color for this Monday edition of the program. Sid Lakina hanging out here with you. We still have a few moments left. If you have any questions or comments, you can always find us at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in those questions and comments in the comment section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. All right, Lakina. I know it's to start of bowl season. Have you got a chance? Did you get a chance to watch any of other uh, action from college football from over the weekend?
1: Yeah, I, I did. I mean, I know it's easy to forget that. Some of these, there are some bowl games going on even before the big one. Uh, mm-hmm. I know UCLA. I know UCLA had a really solid showing in their bowl game. If I could get the scores up here, uh, I know there's a one. I know there's one bowl game going on as we speak. Uh, the uh, the famous uh, Toastery Bowl. Don't ask me what the heck that is. <laughs> Old Dominion, yeah, Old Dominion is leading uh, uh, Western Kentucky <laughs> seven to nothing. The
2: Toastery uh, Bowl.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, it's like it's like it's like, like yes, you know, like like a toaster pastry or something like those like those uh, <laughs> like those pop tarts from I don't know, but uh, Florida A M yeah. did beat a uh, Howard in the Cricket Celebration of the, uh, the Battle of the Valley HBCUs. Um, Jacksonville State uh beat Louisiana in the Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Uh, App State uh, beat Miami in the New Mexico Bowl. Uh, Fresno State, uh, you know, just hammered New Mexico State and the New Mexico Bowl, and basically their home field. Of course, I top of Michigan. UCLA uh, beat Boise State in the LA Bowl. How how ironic is that? The Gronk Bowl. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Um, Texas Tech beat Cal. Um, Utsa. Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna play tomorrow. Uh, I usually watch some of the smaller bowl games. I know. I know. Uh, Syracuse has one coming out tomorrow. A couple of days against South. It, you're, you're great chance. Also, too, like, I know there's going to be some guys that are not playing, you know, that as, as they some of the bigger ones, but uh, just on the Bull games, like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: man, waiting for those big games to come up within the next week or so. As you know, we get into the college football playoff. You're talking about Michigan, Alabama, of course, uh, Texas, and Washington would be the other game on those uh, those matchups on New Year's Eve. Uh, sorry, New Year's Day. I should I okay. should say. But and I know we talked about it before, Lakina about this. A couple other bowl games that'll be coming up uh, next week. We'll get more in, into it as uh, we get closer to her especially uh, with Georgia, uh, Georgia against uh, Florida State. Uh, of course, those mm-hmm. two things out there were dissed by the committee. We told you they weren't dissed by the committee. More so Georgia. It was their own fault that they couldn't take care of business against Alabama. And, of course, Florida State felt like they were wronged by the committee not getting to college football playoff. But it's going to be interesting to see uh, to see uh, which one of those teams are more motivated to play in, in that game next week.
1: That's always going to be interesting there. Of course, you know, Arizona, Oklahoma, and the Alamo Bowl. I mean, Arizona with their best season in a while. Oklahoma, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they were probably missed the Oklahoma State. They won their last game against BYU, so they probably you know, didn't get that rematch for Texas like a lot of people wanted. Um, Clemson and the Kentucky and the Gator Bowl, that should be a fun. Let's say, we'll, we'll talk about these other games that get closer and closer <laughs> to them, but uh, just some of the games that Kings, I think that, you know, we should look out for as it gets as we get well in the, in the bowl season.
0: All right, Lakina. let's go back into the NFL for just a couple of minutes before we conclude with Old School TV Monday. I heard some people on the social media last night and early this morning with Christian McCaffrey's performance yesterday from the San Francisco 49ers. He has entered the MVP conversation, of course, uh, still, even though he didn't have a great game yesterday, Dak Prescott is still in the conversation. So is Tyreek Hill, even though he did not play yesterday against the Dolphins. Should Christian McCaffrey be in that conversation for MVP? You know, so what? What ranking would you give him as far as his chances for winning MVP?
1: I think he, I think he definitely deserves to be in the discussion. I I know people don't want to, don't like get into non-QBs, you know. But he's been, you know, a two-way guy, both you know, passing and rushing. So you gotta get him at least in the conversation, not the win. I know. I was still the leader, even though he never have, have a great game uh, last night. We'll see what happens with Jalen Hurts tonight against um, Seattle. You know, Tyree Kill same, same thing. I think he's definitely in the conversation too. I think Brock Purdy deserved deserves to be in it. You know, you saw what happened when he didn't play. Mm, excuse me, he's not 100. So I think it's definitely going to be interesting to see, especially these next you know, few weeks. I mean, this is going to really going to be a you telltale, know, not just you know, the rankings, but but also too who gets you know the at the edge of the MVP race.
0: I still think that that Prescott is still in the conversation. I know he didn't have a great game yesterday, but if he finishes out strong, I think he has a real strong hold on it, but I think Tyreek Hill the, with him missing yesterday's game is going to be interesting. First, if he plays next week, if he does, he, excuse me, he still has a chance to uh, eclipse for uh, 2000 yards uh, receiving yards. That has never been uh, done, uh, done before. And I know, Tyreek Hill has the extra game because of the 17-game schedule. Of course, he didn't play last week, so he can still do it in a, in 16 games. That is just remarkable. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about it a couple of years ago, Le'Kinan, when Tua was held in, they picked up Jalen Waddle. We saw what happened yesterday against a bad uh, New York Jets team, but with, with the, we saw this as a preview last year before Tua went down. When Tyreek Hill is in your lineup, uh, that whole Miami, it changed the, it changed the whole dynamic of the offense for the Miami Dolphins. When J- it was just Jalen Wall and other guys. Okay, but uh, a superstar and a dynamic talent like that with Tyreek Hill, the way he's been averaging over 140, 150 receiving yards a game, that that, shouldn't, that should not go unnoticed. And, it, it, and Tyreek Hill has made a big difference in that Dolphins offense.
1: And you saw that. They, they really didn't need him yesterday against the Jets, so... Uh... You know that that's going to be the thing but yeah they they will be a different story so uh especially with the way that defense has been playing for buffalo so uh, this, this mm-hmm. might be something to look out for but uh again like i said this next two weeks we're gonna we're gonna really see like who you know who's gets the mvp uh contenders like i said, all depends on what happens with Hertz tonight uh in seattle but uh yeah they, those are your mm-hmm. kind of your your five your five main contenders not necessarily in that order but those are definitely your five main you know contenders
0: I would negate Jalen Hurts only for this reason. Likina, I know he has 19 touchdowns and 10 interceptions on the year. I think those interception numbers, that's the reason why I would kick him out of my top five. But all those other, other players you just mentioned, I, I know what I said What I said about Brock Purdy earlier, but you know Tyreek Hill still should be there. Like I said, Christian McCaffrey definitely deserves to be up there more than Jalen Hurts, in, in my opinion. The last time a non-quarterback won the award, I believe it was Adrian Peterson back in 2012. And he had a mm-hmm. monster year uh, for yep. that Minnesota Vikings. team. you know, that was much more mediocre than uh, Christian McCaffrey, um, He's who's on the 49ers, who's was, I think, my opinion, the best team in football. So uh, that's another dynamic there. But it's Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, and that Prescott on the mm-hmm. outside looking in for me.
1: Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Like I said, these are nice. Definitely, like, who is going to be, you know, who's going to be, like, the associate like, or some of them.
0: All right, you're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago City. Lakina hanging out here with you. Lakina, I know you were cutting out for a minute. Anything else before okay. we conclude with Old School TV Monday?
1: Oh, those darn, yeah, darn Wi Fi. Uh, I mean the NHL. I mean, look, Connor Bedard still, you know, doing you know Connor Bedard things and like what you were what you expect them to do. Not 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 resulting wins from the Hawks, but look, he's still he's playing better. He still has you know getting his teammates involved. So and that's what you want if you're a Blackhawks fan. So at this point of the season, look, we're not expecting them to do you know do anything. you know, get to the playoffs, but they're definitely going to be giving some teams some fits.
0: Yeah, I know they get the they gave the Vancouver Canucks the fits yesterday, even though they lost. So Nick Falingo had two goals yesterday. Mm-hmm. But uh and Peter Moras, as we said before the season started, uh, he's there he's he's the no, the number one goalie for Chicago. He's gonna play his mm-hmm. you know what off. He had a couple of incredible saves yesterday, but as you mentioned, we know the talent is not there yet, but but because of Conor, Conor Bedard, uh, this Hawks team is going to be better. Also, too, uh, let's not forget they have some key injuries, which is really set this back. And and we'll we'll see how they navigate through that. So the Hawks, they're still entertaining, but you know the injuries are starting to catch up with them now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but also, the Rangers have been playing very well. They got one of the best records in the league. Got a great win against Boston a couple of days ago. And uh, Miss uh, Truchik, you know, got that uh, that game time go. Also, the OT winner, so he was definitely the star game of uh, the game in that one. Mm-hmm. Just you know, a really solid uh, you know showing for the Rangers. I know they want to bounce back from that tough you know first round exit last year. Jonathan Quick's been a really solid uh, pickup for them, and uh, I think the Rangers. I'm not gonna say they're the team to beat in the East, but they're definitely right up there.
0: Yeah, and we'll and said, we'll see what happens as the season goes along with that team, As We talked about before, Lakina. Like, you know, the last couple of playoff runs uh, is all about scoring goals in a, in the playoffs. You know, it, it, scoring is very limited. Yeah, you know, can, can they score with some consistency? And and the, they haven't shown that in years past. I want to get your uh, answer to this uh, real quick, Lakina. Like, you know, what do you what, what do you feel like? Uh, what is your feelings on Patrick Kane uh, in that? Uh, do you feel he any as now he's wearing the uh, the uniform of the Detroit Red Wings.
1: I mean, like I said before, I mean, look, they don't play. You know, the Hawks don't play Detroit very much. They do play. So, like, okay, like he, he, you know, look, he has a, You know, the, you know, the Red Wings have been playing. You know, haven't been playing very well. I know they had a couple, a uh, little bit of a hiccup here, but uh, the, you know, it's not. Uh, like I said, I'm not freaking out, but like I said, if he, had, I've said it before, if he had played for the Preds or the Blues, you know, they're having their own issues right now. I'm talking about the St. Louis Blues, but, uh, yeah, yeah. hey, I, coach, bye bye. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I would probably would have been like, oh, Jar, but look, you know, we don't see the Rowies that much, so like, whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see what happens as the hockey, uh, the hockey season continues. Uh, baseball, Lakeen.
1: What can reach out to uh, Rob Rendevor, who uh, became the first, who's now the first NHLer to not only play 800 games but also now coach 400, 400 games. Yeah, so shout out to him. Yeah, that was a really, that was really cool. I, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: still feel old. I remember him as a player with yeah, the old right? Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're right there on the edge of uh, the playoff. How about the Hurricanes are. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's been, you know, they're playing pretty well. But uh, just want to give a little bit of a shout-out there.
0: <laughs> yes, and baseball is nothing to report about. I know the Cubs are still hoping that Cody Belger signs with them. And, of course, the White Sox is usually sitting on their ass because they're in the AL Central. Good grief.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean – so you know they you know, the Yankees trade for one so they're not gonna get any contract they haven't spent any money yet either so uh, you know my only the only thing is that that's the only thing that makes me feel a little bit better that the Cubs haven't spent any money well the the, the Yankees haven't the Yankees haven't either they did trade for Soto, so I don't know if there's mm-hmm. any room for Bellinger so uh this might give you know, a shot to get a lot of incentive incentive laden deals uh to Bellinger I'm sure you know it may a five year deal with like a hundred something million with opt with opt outs and incentives mm-hmm. maybe. We'll
0: see. Hopefully, yeah, we'll see. All right, Lakina, this is a a time that we usually cap off Mondays with Old School TV Monday. We're gonna send. uh, This will be our last Old School TV Monday for 2023. And I was going through uh, the library of these of of these YouTube streets this weekend, and it was one MPC show that we did not uh, salute, and we will salute to uh, to the three year run. Of One World. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, One World was an American television sitcom that aired on the TNBC Saturday morning lineup on NBC. It was executive produced by Peter Engel, who produced many other series that were broadcast on TNBC. The teen sitcom aired from September 12th, 1998 until January 6th of 2001 over the course of three seasons with 39 episodes produced. The series centered on the Blakes, a family mostly made up of six racially diverse foster teenagers living under run with, under the care of parents. Dave, a former professional baseball player, and Karen, a sculptor. And the series, uh, according to the storyline, it was based in the city of Miami, Florida.
1: Yeah, probably, probably the least known of all the... Uh of all the other uh peter Engel produced shows i mean it was a, it was a great concept you know i, I like how you had like different be you a know, race of you know of kids that they adopted it was a very you know like a very diverse cast. and it's definitely chasing the stereotypes i mean the asian girl wasn't the smart one and the black guy was actually the, uh, the was actually wasn't the dumb one so he was actually the smart mm-hmm. one and, and you know, so they, they played the old stereotypes and uh, that was intentional on uh peter engel's part you know, he likes, he likes to you know shake up those stereotypes. I mean, Brandon Breaker was kind of like the cute, you know, the cute kid, little kid. You know, Brian yeah. Kerwin, was still like the, the, the handsome team, heartthrob. Alyssa Reyes, you know, the, the pretty Latina. Uh, you know, Michelle Krusek, I think I said, I'm, I'm, I've been saying, I, I know I'm probably messing with you know, her name. She was a lovely Asian girl who wasn't the smartest. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was a really solid series. I mean, I think it kind of jumped a short when they tried to put two of the kids together for me yeah that's what they really
0: messed up in my opinion yeah
1: yeah and uh but look it was it was a really great concept i wish it had lasted longer but i think that i think trying to put the two of them together the two two of them together they, that kind of killed the show at least for me i know you did too but i'm sure for a lot of folks i am mm-hmm. sure it killed it <laughs>
0: Yeah, and also, too, they dealt with issues as uh, race and um, drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and they de- dealt with some of the other various issues during that time as well. But I wanted to real quick talk about Alicia Reyes-Lakina. Yes. I forgot about this, but she was on, and this is another show we're definitely going to salute next year, All That from Nickelodeon. Yes. She came from yes. the popular 90s TV series as well. So I remember about Keenan and Kel, of course, TLC, the famous Pop, R&B, hip-hop group. Mm-hmm. They did the thing song. Of course, they appeared on that show a couple of times, but Alicia Reyes, uh, she, she was a, a breakout star off of that show. She came to Warner World. She's still doing great things now in Hollywood, but yeah, she was really a, a standout uh, actress on that show.
1: Yeah, she done a lot of voiceover work. You know, voiceover TV yeah. that's been mm-hmm. her niche the last few years since that ended. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, she, you know, she and she's still working. I think I think she's still working in Hollywood. Yeah, yep. some of the mm-hmm. other, yeah. Some of the other follow her on me.
0: Instagram. She's a great follow.
1: Yeah, she. Is. Oh, yeah. oh, I gotta follow her. Yeah, she is. I've heard. You know, I I have a friend who's a big who's a big proponents of, of these shows. You know, she's like, oh, she's a great follow. So I might I might follow mm-hmm. her. Yeah, she she seems like a terrific. She's pretty cool too. A pretty cool uh cool young lady as well. But yeah, I mean, you know. So you know, Jay Hernandez made an appearance on that show. So uh, you know, then yeah, they they dealt with various issues. Like I said, I, I think you know it will, will last a longer had it not done a couple of things. But yeah, I think from the concept, you know, because you hadn't seen that kind of thing on television before, mm-hmm. especially for TNBC, that was a really that was really really a really nice uh, a really a really nice concept that just you know didn't well didn't work for various reasons <laughs> didn't last long. Yeah,
0: say. but like like you say, it was a very good concept. but uh, It was actually funny uh, in moments that they did. Uh, deal with certain um, uh, uh, serious issues, and it was just—it mm-hmm. wasn't just a "quote unquote" cookie cutter show. And, you know, I said it had its mixture, but like, uh, like I agree with you—they put a, put put Jane. Um, uh, they tried to put Jane and Ben together. I get it; you're trying to spice it up a bit, but they fumbled the bag on that one, in my opinion. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. They did. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I said it probably would. It probably would have lasted just as long as, uh, as, you know, California Dreams. You know, we've already saluted, you know, Hang Time, you know, Save up mm-hmm. a New Class. Yeah. Had they not done that, I mean, they just, it could have lasted another, like, maybe five years, I think. I don't know if it could have lasted, like, like, seven or eight years, like some of the other ones. But they probably could have lasted, like, about five years, four or five years, I yeah. think, had they not done that with that route, I mean. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: yeah. So yeah. you can find them on, on some streaming services. I know you can find some a couple episodes right here on YouTube just type in one world uh TV series and you'll find it uh right there so uh we salute for our last old school TV Monday salute of 2023 the 90s uh TV sitcom one world like closes out
1: and I believe I I believe it's on freebie, too if I'm not mistaken it's on free which is a very which is a very okay. uh which is a, a subsidiary of uh, Amazon Prime so you can check that out too mm-hmm. uh if you're looking for new episodes you followed by Keila McGee IG.
0: You can follow your Shirley Sydney Brown on the Twitter X and the IG ck 80 Once again, the CK80. That's S I D K I D eight zero. That's S I D K I D eight zero. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Please follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter X, Instagram, and YouTube. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our podcast at War Media Podcast. That's W A R R Media P O D C A S T S. We are on all podcast platforms, including the IHR Radio app. And please give War Media a follow at W A R R media on Facebook, Twitter, X, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance. for your support.
1: Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Catch Sega City
0: Sports every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports on Chicago. One more again, as the kids would say. Catch Sega City Sports mm-hmm. every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time Right here on Sports
1: On Chicago. And of course, you can catch Sports on Chicago anytime, anywhere on Roku TV. Well, on the uh, Roku uh, app, you know, wherever you get your apps, type in sports on Chicago, it's all right there for you. You can catch our show, Sean and Maya. Uh the smoke fellows, what's up, cuz? I know Jason's gonna be in a really good mood tonight, I'm sure. Maybe maybe not yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe may not last quick because you know, Buffalo play Buffalo next to you know, They've been playing very well lately. Talk about Buffalo. That could be that could be for a lot of, well, they're a lot of next week. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, that that's true. But uh, yeah, so you can check them out uh, as well. And all the other various shows that we have on there. So can you Sports of Chicago right there on Woku TV?
0: And, you know, we will provide.
1: <laughs> all right. Stay warm out there, especially if you're going out shopping, you'll know, stay safe. Don't act stupid. And, uh, and all that other uh, interesting stuff. Yo, for Sid. and I'm the Kansas, 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 City Sports on sports, of Chicago, and we'll see you Friday.
0: Till Friday, Doubles, holla!